This is Robert Brathe. We're here today with Jason Kershon and Don DeVito and Eric Leander uh, from Kirsch Helmets. Welcome. We'll start off uh, with Jason. Tell us a little bit about how you got started with the uh, technology behind uh, the helmets. Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you. Well, very beginning would be uh, I'm a bike enthusiast, uh, along with many of my friends, love to ride motorcycles. So uh, I was in Laconia's 50th anniversary bike rally, and it, it really dawned on me noticing uh, out of 200,000 bikers, one biker was wearing a helmet the entire event and wouldn't even really be considered a biker because he was riding a moped. Mm. So I, I realized that uh, helmets are uncomfortable and given the choice, the option, most everybody chooses not to wear one because of that. And, and that's when it got in my mind that uh, something needs to be done and uh, it never really left my mind. Excellent. So uh, just looking over, uh, you know, you're really known for your style and your safety and your comfort uh, and the improved performance there. And uh, you, uh, according to stats, you said there's over you know, 1,200 preventable deaths a year. So tell us a little bit about uh, some of the safety elements that go into your helmets. Well, uh, a, lo a lot of the comfort is about the uh, conforming liner. So it's a fluid displacement liner. Uh, fits really uniquely to the individual's head. Uh, so it's a very comfortable feel. Uh, it, it holds on top of your head, very, very steady. Uh, it's a much smaller liner compared to what's out there right now. So the Typical DOT helmet is about two and a half inches thick of liner material. That makes a, a really large shell. Uh, it creates a lot of wind drag and a lot of neck fatigue. So <clears throat> our liner comparatively is a, about a half an inch thick. So considerably smaller, a lot, you know, eliminates a lot of wind drag, uh, brings the center of mass very low to the skull, so uh, you don't feel pressure into the wind. Uh, it's very smooth feeling, and uh, as well as uh, it's it's a conductor material instead of an insulator, mm -hmm. so it it pulls heat off your head, so it's very comfortable to wear in uh, warm weather. Terrific! Yeah, you so you show a stat here that seventy five percent of all fatal motorcycle accidents involve brain injury with uh, rotational forces acting on the brain. So how does your helmet uh, help minimize that type of injury? Well, that's a great question. And, um, you know, there's lots of levels to answering that question. And it would take a long time for me to really hit every point. But the major thing to look at is the, the size of the helmet mm -hmm. difference. Uh, you know, by bringing the, the contact point closer to the head, uh, you're relieving a lot of added leverage pressure. When you compare a big helmet to a small helmet, an angular acceleration uh, causes the brain 
to bounce around inside the skull. What, what happens <clears throat> is there's a hinge point, uh, so there's a retention energy. And when the brain hits the top of a skull on a rotational injury, uh, there's injuries that are occurring really deep inside the brain beyond what a concussion is diagnosed. It's kind of a surface brain injury, but deep inside there's other injuries occurring, and that's from the, the tissue elasticity of the brain and how it reverberates deep inside above that hinge point. Uh, so those are undetectable injuries and, and they're very severe and they cause uh, death and paralysis. Uh, my father's a rider and there's, there's over 9 million riders uh, in the U.S. market. Uh, what are some uh, differentiators uh, in terms of, um, you know, where, uh, when this goes to market, where will people be able to, are you going to sell these online? Are you going to have uh, through dealers or how, how is that going to work? Well, uh, you know, we have, we're a new company and we have, uh, we have to grow our manufacturing capabilities from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So our approach is uh, direct marketing at first uh, so that we can, we can capture and reinvest and grow our manufacturing to the point where we can reach the distributors uh, in, a, in a large number. It takes a little bit of time to grow that capability. Certainly, certainly. So uh, your solution sounds great. Uh, again, uh, to recap, uh, more efficient handling of that kinetic energy, reduction of that rotational and angular acceleration impacts, uh, repeatability of that safety, and a, and a good price point, which is definitely good uh, for what people uh, are looking for. Um, so you mentioned uh, you know, you've got one of your advisors here. Uh, what's it been like uh, working on a startup here in the capital region in, t in terms of the support? In terms of the support that's available and, and really the startup environment here for you, well, uh, it's it's been fantastic, really. Um, you know, my partner Donnie here has has stepped up in a big way, um, and and a lot of people come on board um, right away. They see they see the um, you know the technology as as a necessity, and so we've been able to. Uh, bring people on board very quickly and, and and it's because of all the resources that have, are around here uh, you know it was years of development and I didn't really reach out right away because I'm still developing sure. but it, um, it actually from day one when I did reach out is when Donald stepped on board and and uh, from there, the network has grown. The door has not been closed on us once since Donnie's come on board. Uh, we've, we've connected with uh, silicone manufacturing and, and helmet shell manufacturing, and, and they've stepped up you know, with, with making their own investments in tooling just to be a part of what we're doing. So it's been just a phenomenal response. Terrific. Uh, and that segues pretty well into talking to Don here. Welcome, Don. It's good to see you again. I always Hi, see you over at Siena. Good, good afternoon. And uh, so to, to talk to us a little bit about um, you know, the stage of development. You went through concept, you, um, a variety of patents set up, and did some testing. Uh, so what's uh, the latest in terms of what you've been working on uh, as going through the process of 
really taking it to the next level. Well, we're really right now we're at the launch point. The technology's been developed, and SJ continues to develop the next iterations of the technology through provisional patents and new patents that are coming down the line. We're, we're definitely uh, continuing with that research and development. And more particular uh, in, to that uh, point is, is directed research where we're looking at other applications and then different uh, generations of the helmet as they're planned to come into the market. But the focus right now is uh, we're very intensely focused on beginning manufacturing. Uh, so as Jay mentioned, we're working with our strategic manufacturing partners and developing the process and the, the uh, particular pieces of equipment that need to be integrated to make a full helmet uh, that is uh, is uh, meets the standards both for depart on uh, transportation and also for Snell testing. Uh, we uh, we found, as Jay mentioned, just tremendous acceptance in the market with the shell manufacturing companies, with uh, the people that are making the liners that specialize in silicon products, and then the other uh, components that we need to have to make a gray helmet. And so, in with that, as Jay mentions, we have. Uh, expenses that we as a startup would have had to incur to uh, develop the tooling that was needed and then to, to put that online for production. But our partners have been, and thankfully we're blessed with, with visionary partners that are making investment of their own to be part of what we're doing in this project. So that makes it easy for us to begin manufacturing and then as we move past that initial stage of, of launch, we need to scale it. So right now what we're trying to do is is better gauge our projections, how our, what results we're gonna have. We've been able to achieve some pre-orders. Uh, when we went through our own customer discovery process and understanding the market, we were able to achieve pre-orders and now we're uh, just about ready to launch. And as we launch our e-commerce site and drive traffic to that, um, to that and, and start to work together with our partners uh, to bring that, uh, this technology out to the, out to the market and to the, to the final user, uh, we're going to have a better idea of where we're at um, and how our production lines up with the sales. And, you know, at this point, it's going to become, um, I think, for, for the industry in an area that's very much needed um, to be able to make this helmets uh, both safer and, and, and give that rider that, it, that important style and, and comfort that they have with a classic half shell, or, which is our entry point. You know, we chose that particular place. Um, and Jay is very focused. Uh, you don't find that with every, uh, with every um, inventor. Uh, that's what appealed to me when I first met him was his um, laser focus on the, what the customer wants and needs uh, to have. And in particular, the, his intuition that this is a low cost of entry, uh, low technical risk, uh, low manufacturing risk, and the ability to reach out to a, a 1.3 million uh, uh, helmet purchase community that's being done every year, that 1.3 million helmets that are sold is a market that we can easily attack. And we think over the next several years, we're going to be able to dominate it and display some really some very poor quality uh, helmet makers and also some of the some of the incumbents that can be moved out. It's uh, one of Jason's goals, and we think we're going to achieve it right out of the shoot. Is uh, bringing manufacturing back to the United States, in particular back to New York. Uh, the goal here uh, for us on a corporate level is to is to make this helmet entirely here in the United States, and I think uh, we're very close to being able to do that. And 
as we roll out the new product and newer technologies, we're going we're gonna to do terrific with it. Great. Uh, since we talked to so many startups and entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of questions we get are, you know, advice around your choices you might make. So what really uh, has gone into uh, you know, maybe the choice of uh, which way to go with e-commerce or which way to go to manufacturing? What are some of those qualities you look for either in a manufacturer or, or an e-commerce site? Well, um, again, this is, you know, the quiet moments when people don't see this, you know, it takes... It takes many years to become an overnight success, and it's in those quiet moments where the planning is uh, is done and where you make decisions around a table just like this. And uh, we were at a meeting in Boston, and we were going over a particular component of the helmet, and uh, the the people that were giving us advice about this uh, particular uh, component uh, gave us the pricing and said, you know, this is cheaper, this is less, uh, this is better, more expensive, and as we started looking at quality versus and performance versus price, we know many of our competitors are choosing price, on uh, making their decisions based on price, and that's why a lot of the manufacturing of, of helmets now is done offshore, is done in Taiwan and Korea and Japan um, in, in um, China, and what Jay wants and we want all of us together is to make the very best helmet, the best quality helmet. And so when we make our decision, we make it based on quality, not on price. And we know we can deliver a, a uh, great quality product to the customer, and they can be happy with that, knowing that it's the best quality helmet. It serves its purpose better than any other uh, competitive helmet, and it's something that they can be satisfied with that they're going to be able to own for a long time and ride safely with. Great. Uh, shifting gears for a minute here, uh, Eric, uh, I'd like you to share a little bit about uh, what appealed to you about their idea and, and your role here with the uh, organization. Sure. I mean, uh, I, I advise uh, the company as general corporate counsel. Um, my practice, my personal practice, uh, focuses on working with technology startup companies um, and uh, working with venture capitalists and doing uh, investment-type transactions. So really, like the emerging growth company, ecosystem and uh, that kind of thing. So um, my involvement came largely through through Don when, when this project became available. He said, hey, I need to run some ideas up the flagpole with you. Um, and, you know, having worked with startup companies for a number of years now, um, you, can, you can sort of start to filter through what's a good idea and what's a bad idea. Uh, once upon a time, everybody thought, hey, I got an app. I should start a, uh, a startup company. Uh, and it's just that's not, that's not the case. Um, one of my experiences in this field has, has been that there's, there's a severe tendency to overlook the, the actual product, physical product type company. Um, and when I saw the technology and realized just how disruptive it could be uh, based on what it does, how much better it does versus things that are currently on the market, um, and also sort of the cost to produce it and whether there's a viable business model underneath it. I saw all of these pieces, they all fit together. Um, and, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur myself, someone who invests in startup companies, I said, this is great. I'd, I'd, I'd love to be involved with this. Um, and so, you know, I've been helping these guys from the get-go in terms of here's how you need to structure your company. Here's what you need to be considering in terms of, you know, if you're going to position yourself for investment in the future. Um, you know, here's things that we need to consider when talking to your 
manufacturing partners and your suppliers. Um, now let's talk about your distribution chains. We need to talk about as a physical products, so we need to talk about strict products liability. Um, and how do we how do we mitigate risk? A, a lawyer's job is largely to help mitigate risk to whatever extent they can. Um, but you know, in my practice, I sort of view myself as being equal parts lawyer and, and business advisor, having worked with a number of startup companies, having started a few companies myself that are still kicking around and doing well. Um, it's, it's something that I'm passionate about. And when these guys came to the table and said, hey, we need your help, I, this is exactly the type of client and the type of person that I, that I want to work with. And so it was, it was, it was a no-brainer for me. And this is Robert Bronte, and we're here with Kirsch Helmets today. So uh, I'd like to hear from you on, on what would be, uh, what are you looking at next in terms of possible partnerships or licensing out the technology or, or what might be in the future? Well, um, let, me, let me start, and then I'm going to have Jay explain to you really what the long-term vision is. But, uh, you know, my role in this is uh, Jay's created this technology and, and invented something that's really very unique and re really very disruptive. He's changing He's, with this invention and creation, he's change, going to change the way people think of helmet technology, of, think of impact technology and how to transfer energy. He's, he's just changed the paradigm. Uh, my role in this is to make sure that it's the best company. And um, I've started out in talking to Jay about it. We both feel this is a billion-dollar company. And you can't become a billion-dollar company if you don't act like it. So it starts right at the very beginning, doing all the things that you need to do to make sure that you set the conditions for that. It comes with everything from attitude and approach. It's building, having the right team, the right priorities, and the focus, and then go and building out from there. Uh, Eric is a good example of that, and our partners who aren't here, uh, our colleagues in, in, in manufacturing are the very best at what they do. We're using the best materials and the best people to put it all together. But so at the beginning, at the start, it's about making this a billion-dollar company. We haven't gotten there yet, but we will, and we'll, we will by using that approach. Um, how, we, how we partner with people, how we license, and what kind of exits are possible really have a lot to do with Jay. Um, his name is on the company. It's his invention, and he's going to drive that. So. I think let uh, Jay talk a little bit to how we would approach that part of our, our business life, and then we'll go from there. Well, um, there seems to be a lot of need for a new impact technology in a lot of different helmet markets. It's in the headlines today. It's been in the headlines for a number of years now. Uh, you know, the obvious... Uh, approach is the NFL, their desperate need of uh, solving the problem of CTE. Um, I know that this is the solution to their problem. Uh, it's, it's very different than, than the approach they've ever taken before as far as um, <clears throat> how to design the technology to solve the problem. Um, it's so different that it's going to take so I'm explaining and, and um, changing some minds in the industry. So <clears throat> the reason why I didn't start there is because it's a shorter route to do the half shell for the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. No one's going 
in this, you know, you pass the DOT, you're giving them the smallest helmet on earth, that's what they want, uh, we're off, we're off and running. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't have to uh, elaborate uh, a million times over how much better the technology is, and I'm, I'm not fighting other technologies to get to the market. Uh, but we do plan on succeeding in getting into the NFL, into the NHL, uh, all types of helmets, uh, military helmet applications. They're all there uh, to go forward on. And uh, we, we do have um, grant applications going out for support on research and development in those fields. And when, when we're able to, we're gonna build our own testing facility locally, and we'll be doing our own research and development and making sure we have the best product to approach those markets. Great. Um, so we've got your website here, kirschhelmets.com. Uh, what are some things uh, people can see when they visit your website in terms of uh, the process and where you're at? Uh, well, the, the website's still being developed right now. We expect by March 1st to have it up and running. Um, but it's basically an illustration of the product that we're putting on the market. Um, it does explain the technology, um, you know, not a hundredfold, but it explains it on the surface. Uh, and it, it, it shows the customer um, comparative data to what's out there. Uh, you know, and basically, when when you see what we do, when you see our product, you'll know that there is nothing that can compare to the helmet that we're going to put on the market. Uh, you know, size, performance, safety. Uh, we're in a we're in a different um, zone than where everybody else is. Terrific. Again, we've been with uh, Kirsch Helmets here today. This is the Source of Innovation podcast. Jason, Don, Eric, thank you for joining us today.